Hello, gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers. Welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. Hello, fellow gardeners and friends. Uh, it's good to be back with you. I was up in the, the Northwest at the at the uh, Seattle Flower and Garden Show, the Northwest Flower and Garden Festival, they call it now, and um, was gone for a few weeks. And I'm home, and uh, I was there when the whole epidemic, now pandemic, kind of hit a fevered pitch. And I have to tell you, I, I, I left the show on Sunday and went into the local Whole Foods just to grab a bite, something to eat, and there was no food there. And I was pretty shocked. And then I came down from from uh, from Seattle down to uh, Oregon to work on the farm and then got back here. And today I just left Whole Foods and Trader Joe's a few hours back. And I've got to tell you, it was really an Orwellian shopping experience. Um, there's not a piece of toilet paper, tissues or paper towels within light years of my neighborhood stores. And worse, there's very little food. And that could become a bigger and bigger problem in the weeks to come, possibly even years. So first thing I want to tell you guys is this is not a time to panic, but to be smart, to be charitable, to be kind, be loving, be a supportive member of the community. Now is not the time to be selfish or greedy or angry or hostile or miserly. Now more than ever is a time to get good. Get right with God if you believe in God, which I do or to get right in your practice, or whatever your belief is, or to read a little bit of that namaste into your world, that namaste that I've seen spread around the west side of LA over the recent years from yoga classes to hellos on the street. What is namaste, you ask? In Sanskrit, it's a respectful greeting, using a gesture made by bringing the palms together before the face and chest and bowing. In Sanskrit, they would say, Namaskar Laksmanji. For me, the lady that offered Norma to hand her some eggs in the market today wins my award for the cool chick or groovy neighbor or person that I think emulated what I hope more and more of the panic-stricken citizenry of my neighborhood, my town, my country can emulate whether it was her namaste or her Buddhist practice of hands pressed together and simply saying welcome, or Paul's greeting the church of Thessalonians saying grace be unto you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that we can all remember that the world is in the grips of a pandemic right now. People are scared. The streets are empty. Life as we knew it just a few days ago or weeks ago seems far, far away. I saw fear on many people's faces today as they avoided my hello or simple nod of acknowledgement. They're scared because they're out of control. Well, today, folks, in episode number 25 of the Healthy Garden Podcast, we're going to talk about a few ways to gain some control, ways that we can garden to save the world, ways that just might save you, a friend, a community member, or someone that you love.
Hey there, Defenders of Dirt. I want to talk to you about getting stuff delivered to your house in this time of crisis. You go on MalibuCompost.com and you look at what's on the store page. You can get the 12 quarts, the 6-quart compost, the potting soil, all the teas you want. Realize in your beds, all you have to do is top dress, run some teas, keep upping the biology, upping the biology, upping the biology, and you will end up recharging your soil, recharging your beds, and having the greatest grow, the greatest harvest that you've ever had. MalibuCompost.com. Go there today. The team is waiting at the tea house to ship to you now. gone through change, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But generally, as I've said to all of you in the past, change is scary. We've had pandemics, war, world wars, famines, governmental overthrows, and all sorts of catastrophes from earthquakes to fires, flood, volcanic eruptions. And the one thing that has remained constant since man inhabited the earth is that we are all still here. We have overcome many of these things by pulling ourselves together and finding the highest place of our humanity instead of our lowest instinct. We all want to survive to do the best. We do it as a collective. I know this podcast isn't going to save the world But Norma and I believe that maybe we can offer everyone some hope in a time of despair. We don't have to be gripped in fear listening to the incessant 1984 blast coming out of the TV or the radio, the social media, that the world is in shambles, buy toilet paper, and that many of us are going to die before this mess is over. Some of us are going to die. But more of us are not. I don't want to be stuck in fear. And frankly, as a man of faith, I am not in fear ever. For my friends out there who are, I have some great things to share with you today about fear. So just sit back for a minute and listen to these amazing quotes about fear. Of all the liars in the world, sometimes the worst are our own fears. Rudyard Kipling. Ignorance is the parent of fear. Herman Melville. Do the thing you fear, and the death of fear is certain. Ralph Waldo Emerson. 
Laughter is poison to fear. George R.R. Martin Fear is only as deep as the mind allows. It's a Japanese proverb. Fear is pain arising from the anticipation of evil. Aristotle Fear defeats more people than any other one thing in the world. Ralph Waldo Emerson, and boy is that true. Keep your fears to yourself, but share your courage. Share your courage with others. Robert Louis Stevenson. Fear has two meanings. Forget everything and run, or face everything and rise. The choice is yours. Zig Ziglar. And last, the enemy is fear. We think it is hate, but it is fear. Gandhi. And if this isn't enough for you about fear, then I want all of you to download one of my favorite punk rock albums of all time. Have a Beer with Fear, 1995. This was Fear's third album. At that point, Lee Ving, the leader of the band, was the only original member left. Fear is an American punk rock band, if you don't know them, from Los Angeles. They were formed in 1977. They are credited for helping shape the sound and style of California hardcore punk. So if you're feeling down, turn the volume up to 10, get on Have a Beer with Fear, and run around the house in your underwear or your jammies, to I Believe I'll Have Another Beer, or drink some beer, or if you even need more of a pickup off the album, how about free beer? I love that. I love all of those. And I think, man, that's a great album. If you you just want to hear some loud, crazy noise, beautiful noise, fear is awesome. Now, what I want and I really want all of you to do is to focus on something outside of fear outside of the coronavirus. I want you to focus on gardening. I want all of you to take some control of the situation right now and think about something that you can actually do. Garden. In many different times, it has been proven that gardening can save the world. Nothing wreaks havoc on human beings more than the thought of a food shortage, which is ergo my point earlier. Now, I'm not trying to scare you, but I personally believe that any time that we have a pandemic on our hands and are seeing the type of shutdown that we're seeing of supply chains around the globe, that we could potentially be looking at months of food shortages. And I know that there are places around the world today where people don't have enough to eat. Famine is always a part of our history at any given time. And to me, that's unacceptable. And in times like these, we could see famine occur in places that All of you guys, and maybe even myself, thought unimaginable, impossible. But if you are listening to this podcast, famine probably isn't your plight, but it could be. To get past this food insecurity and worry, I want you to grow food. I'm sure most of you probably have a way or an opportunity to start growing food somewhere in your yard or garden right now, or even at a friend's yard or garden today, even in cold climates. Places that we say, oh, I can't grow food, it's too cold. Yes, you can. You know what I say? What about potatoes? 
Hey there, food growers. I've got something really important to tell you. Um, if you've been following us at all, uh, you know I'm always talking about growing organic, growing true organic. Well, we've got a special offer on the Malibu Compost website at malibucompost.com. It's called the Raised Bed Food Garden Package Set. comes with a six-quart Malibu compost, booze blend compost, and that's with a resealable top. It's fantastic for the top dress. Great for just putting your hand in there, grabbing a pinch, and top dressing those plants. Really nice when you put the starts in. Just give a little bit around there, you know, around those starts and water them in. And then it also comes with the compost tea for fruits, vegetables, and tomatoes. It's 15% off of the regular price. Shipping is included and definitely the lowest prices online. So if you're growing food, if you're in a, at a place right now where it's tough to get out and get stuff, you can't get it at your local nursery, your local hardware store, then go online, www.malibucompost.com forward slash shop. All right, let's get back to the spuds. Afraid that no one around me understands my potato? Think I'm only a spud boy? Looking for a real tomato. I think every single British acting academy should require that reading of Smart Patrol, Mr. DNA by Devo in every acting class all across the UK. So, you know, I was doing a little bit of research on potatoes, and I love potatoes, and we grow potatoes. And, you know, the interesting thing about potatoes is, uh, and I was looking at this article in the Smithsonian, and geographically, they're from the Andes. Um, so for you guys that say, oh, I can't grow, to, you know, potatoes, I have a, you know, area, it's too cold, whatever. They're 5,500 miles along the Andes Mountains, okay, the range, gets up to 22,000 feet high 
and their temperatures can fluctuate in the highland areas from 75 degrees Fahrenheit to below freezing in a few hours because the air is so thin to hold heat, okay? And forever, for time, eternity, for, for the indigenous people, for the people of South America, they have been eating these tubers and root crops and the potato being the most important. And these wild potatoes that they call land-raised potatoes, which is great, you know, they're, they are, they're laced with different toxins, toxic compounds that the, the plant has uh, to keep um, dangerous organisms like fungi and, and bacteria and even human beings from attacking them. So a lot of times cooking doesn't even break these things down. So something that's very cool is that the local people watch their llamas licking clay and then they would eat the plants, the tops of these plants, right? And they realized, wow, there's something to that because they're not getting sick. They're fine. They're okay. So what they started to do was the people would go ahead and um, make a gravy, I guess, of clay and water and um, before they would cook their potatoes. And... Um, and this would, you know, help uh, them in terms of, you know, let, being less toxic. And it's funny because we're in a lot of the uh, uh, Peruvian and Bolivian stores that still sell these old land-raised potatoes. Uh, they still sell clay dust to go along with those potatoes to make that gravy mix that the people can actually eat the potatoes. So, um, and I'm all about clay. I mean, we, you know, we do bentonite clay. We, you know, we're all about getting clay into our bodies. You know, this is a great time to talk about, you know, detoxification. I mean, I've been looking at, you know, uh, uh, charcoals. Uh, one of my favorite drinks that I drink, you know, has, uh, you know, is a great drink. Uh, the core shots that are great that have the clay in them, uh, and they have, uh, they're called Black Magic, and they have, uh, they have um, uh, ginger uh, and charcoal and lemon and coconut, and man, they are incredible. And, uh, you know, when I feel kind of a little bit down or whatever, or feeling a little bit like, you know, I need to have my immunity boosted up, you know, I definitely do things like that. I do, uh, a lot. we press ginger, we press turmeric. Um, we also... Uh, do a lot of, uh, you know, we do a lot of fresh juicing here. So great time to detoxify. But back to my whole point about the potatoes, you know, basically uh, the potatoes, um, uh, they uh, were brought to Europe um, by Pizarro. And um, they first got to the Canary Islands and then they got to Spain, uh, Spain and into France and they became a staple European crop. And, you know, at first, a lot of the people were like, they didn't really like the potato. You know, uh, one school of thought, they talked, a famous philosopher, uh, Diderot, said, no matter how you prepare it, the root is tasteless and starchy. It cannot be regarded as an enjoyable food, but it provides abundant, reasonably healthy food for men who want nothing but sustenance. All right, I'll take that. I'll take sustenance over starving. So that's kind of what happened in terms of, you know, in terms of 
Frederick the Great in Prussia, uh, in terms of what happened in in France after Louis the Sixteenth, what happened. Um, you know, we all know the uh, you know about about what happened in Ireland with the potato famine. So. In Europe, a lot of those European countries and a lot of people and a lot of people's ancestors wouldn't be here today or wouldn't have survived without the old potato from the South Pacific side of of South America. Food insecurity, food safety is a huge thing. And a lot of times when, when I tell you stuff about, you know, what you grow in and GMOs and pesticides and herbicides, I'm not telling you guys that to scare you. I'm telling you that to evoke a thought, which is, what am I growing in? You know, what am I getting? What am I, you know, what have I been purchasing? Who have I been supporting? You know, and so today's a really good time as we're thinking about uh, the supply chain and the food shortages and the huge corporations and huge entities that are responsible for, quote, bringing us our food. It's a good time to think about who are we supporting? And who have we supported? And why have we supported them? Because it's easy. Well, a lot of times things that are that are worth it aren't easy. Did you guys know that that here in America during the Depression, we had a massive food shortage? The economic disaster affected the economy of the entire world and put hundreds of thousands of people out of work and in serious financial trouble. The city governments, realizing the seriousness of the situation, put relief gardening programs in place to combat hunger, poverty, and emotional stress. The relief gardens that were also called welfare garden plots, vacant land, uh, vacant land gardens, lot gardens, and subsistence gardens serve the same purpose as the potato patches of the 1890s. They improved the health and spirit of the participants by creating feelings of usefulness, productivity, and importance while also providing opportunities for food and work. So what can you do about this crisis that we're facing today? You can grow food. Many of you do already, and many of you have been contemplating growing food. I know that from some of the messages we get. Now is the time to start growing. Start sowing. Spring starts this Thursday on the 19th and runs through June 20th. This is a great way to reduce your reliance on the grocery store, the supply chain, but more importantly, at a time when schools are closed and many of us are working from home, that we can spend time with our loved ones, our kids, their loved ones, mostly, uh, our loves, our friends, and outside of doing something, you know, be outside doing something fantastic. That's worthwhile. It can be relaxing. It can be fun. We need to have some fun during this time, you guys. It can't all be about watching the news and freaking out. As we all know, gardening can take that edge off. The other thing it can do that if food gets tight, it allows us to share food with our friends and neighbors. You know, all of us can grow one thing or another better than someone else. Or our garden is better for lettuces than maybe Mr. Smith's is better for tomatoes. So we trade, we barter, we share. We don't let our family or our neighbors go hungry if we can help it. We empower ourselves and the world by gardening. We support the community and we can also still support stores that we feel safe shopping in like our local nursery. Or we can buy things that we might need to grow online. Soil, containers, seeds are all readily available online. There is no reason to get stuck going without. If you don't have the space to grow, then ask a friend. Together, 
We can overcome the immediate issue of food insecurity and shortage. We can all be a part of something important that when we look back on it, we can go, wow, am I glad that I did this or we did this. We can keep growing and working and tending the entire garden because food and beauty and fresh air and a sense of purpose and the pride of standing up against the oppression and fear of a pandemic are just one of the many things that we can do. And as gardeners, don't we all know at heart that gardening and growing are gardens our hearts, and our souls just might save the world. That concludes this episode of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Please post your questions on the Healthy Garden Podcast pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us next week to learn more about how you can free yourself from the chemical and synthetic trap that's been set to keep you from growing a true, organic, and healthy garden. Until then, happy and healthy gardening.